Hi, this is John Sablon, one half of To Have and To Hold Podcast, and Nicole and I are so very blessed that you decided to join us on this journey to improve your marriage, your family life, and your relationships. Now, as a disclaimer, Nicole and I are not perfect. We're not your counselors, and we don't desire to be your spiritual directors. What we do desire, though, is to lend this podcast as an opportunity for us to journey together in holiness and virtue, and to share our experiences of, of marriage and family life and what we've learned, what we've encountered, so that it may bless you and your family and your relationships. Now, if you disagree, or if your experience is different, or perhaps if we say something in mistake or in error, you are free to absolutely reject it, my dear brother and sister in Christ. So we just wanted to leave that with you, and we thank you again for your your support, and most especially your prayers. So please share, like, subscribe, leave us a comment, and let us know how God is blessing you through this podcast. May God bless you and keep you always. We were on the path yes. to living 20 years less than the average person because- Now of, we can still, who knows? Yeah, yeah, we're not there yet. Um, and that's for you to decide. Right. Um, I mean, I mean it is, anyway. Uh, and can we talk after, maybe? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of To Have and To Hold. As usual, accompanied with my beloved. Hi, baby. Hi. Today, we are toasting, so grab your glass of your favorite drink, even if it's just good old H2O. We are toasting to the wisdom of the church. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-mm-mm. Anywho. So we are, uh, uh, you know, we want to thank everybody for, you know, commenting, subscribing, following us, and giving us your feedback. We very appreciative, and we ask that you continue to do that, continue to give us reviews, and share this with everybody you think who could benefit from it. But one of the things we've been getting commonly asked from those that are reaching out to us in a variety of ways is about our conversion, mm. right? Because they see John and Nicole today, mm. and they're kind of wondering, like, hey, what was it like before? Mm. And so we've talked about this. Some people know at least a little bit of my background. Um, we've shared that you're a convert and I'm a revert, really a convert in all honesty. Um, but, you know, we were talking about this and preparing for this episode, but really it's about conversion from what? Mm, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we have some information we want to share in this episode that I think allows us to actually talk a little bit more in detail and to articulate a little bit more about that conversion. Yes. Like to be able to name it and to understand it from a scientific perspective, from a data perspective, not just from the faith walk. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we understand, I mean, obviously this is a faith-based podcast, but really for us, it just it kind of brings everything together comprehensively mm-hmm. of, of what our conversion actually was. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, and speaking about my conversion, mm-hmm. I wanted to share with you about a, a study. It's called the Adverse Childhood Experiences, also known as a study, so Adverse Childhood Experiences. And growing up with many adverse childhood experiences, mm-hmm. um, I could say that I realized not being in a faith-filled family, so not practicing any faith or being raised in any sort of religion, 
there were certain things um, in terms of relationship and how one another was treated and how one another reacted mm. that I knew that there wasn't, there wasn't um, even though I hadn't been exposed, I think with perhaps other types of relationships, I would say that I knew that there was something wrong, something wasn't right. Mm. And so um, in the 90s, this adverse childhood experience study came out, which is, um, you know, during the time that, I mean, I, I wasn't really, didn't know about the study until, oh goodness, I would say maybe seven, eight years ago. Okay. But it was started from a doctor in the San Diego area, and he was working with patients who were overweight. Mm. And just out of the blue, he had asked one of the patients who had lost all her weight, was making so many gains, and she understood intellectually the detriment to being obese. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so she had taken the weight off, and then she had just Eventually, she put it back on. So he had asked, you know, what made you put the, the weight on? And she shared with him that when she was a, a young girl, she was sexually abused. And so it, she felt safe with all the weight on. Mm -hmm. And she, she didn't feel attractive and she didn't worry about maybe, you know, harassment or anything like that. So that's why she put it on, which made the doctor think, hmm, I wonder how common this is. Mm -hmm. And so he partnered up with CDC and they came up with an ACE study. So they identified 10 different adverse childhood experiences. Now we know there's more, but the 10 that they focused on was abuse and, you know, three different forms of abuse, neglect, and then um, household dysfunction. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at it from a glance, it really speaks to the type of relationships that we have within our family. Mm -hmm. And we talked about in our last episode, the family of origin and how it has an impact. Mm -hmm. What this study suggests is that I guess it really confirms what we're saying. Yeah. So those experiences in our family does in fact have an effect to the degree that what they found, now the sample study was super large. Mm -hmm. So there was over 17 and a half thousand people, right? 17,500 people. Right. And the group, the sample, again, being in San Diego area, so you would say 70% of them were college educated, 70% of them were Caucasian. Mm -hmm. And what they found were two things. One is that adverse childhood experiences are quite common. Mm -hmm. In fact, two thirds of the population have at least one adverse childhood experience. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that they saw that there was a direct relation between the number of ACEs and then also the health outcomes, mm -hmm. which means like, for instance, if a person has four or more ACEs, then they are, is it two times likely to have, oh goodness. Um, lung cancer, wasn't it? Lung cancer, four times likely to have depression. Twelve and a half times to be suicidal. Correct, mm -hmm. correct. So with this study, it changed the practice of some doctors who have looked into it. But more importantly, I'd say for me, it named me what wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And I, coming into the church, taught the opposite of what I was experiencing. 
So in the church, being with right relationship and how we treat one another with dignity and respect, mm -hmm. and yet that wasn't my experience. Mm -hmm. And to see that those, the, the number of adverse childhood experiences has a lot to do with health outcomes. And I just thought, for one, certainly a blessing for me because um, as far as, I mean, now I don't have any of those. Um, it's really that out of the seven to 10 um, top killers of the, in the US, mm -hmm. um, is really what they they found, right? Yeah, that these ACEs contributed to seven of the either contributed to and or could prevent seven out of the ten top ways that we as Americans die. Mm -hmm. Obviously, number one being heart issues. Right, right. <clears throat> and so there is this this health component that I was uh, recognizing through this study. There's a biological component because what it's saying is that those adverse childhood experiences change your immune system which is the why you develop those types of health um, outcomes it also speaks to um, biology as i was saying with in terms of um, brain structure and your mm -hmm. dna mm -hmm. um, and what i was finding is that my faith my religion was teaching me something opposite which would prevent all those health outcomes, my brain structure changing, and would actually bring healing. In fact, when thanks be to God, I haven't experienced any of those health outcomes. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I do wanna speak to the biology part. So with these adverse childhood experiences, maybe you've experienced those. Maybe you've experienced some type of abuse, um, maybe some neglect, maybe household dysfunction. And what I mean by that is maybe there was some domestic violence in your home, perhaps you're dealing with a parent who was incarcerated, or perhaps you experienced uh, divorce. Separation. Or separation. Uh, Mental illness. Right. Mm -hmm. And we, when we think about the abuse side, it's physical, emotional, sexual abuse. The neglect side is physical and emotional. Correct. So those are, that kind of sums up the 10 ACEs, if you will, that are part of this study. Right, right. <clears throat> and so as you experience those things, what happens is, again, it does change the biology. And so what we have in part of our brain is the specifically the amygdala, or it's our fight, fight, or freeze response. It really, um, it's good in, in, in terms of how God created us. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is that anytime we feel unsafe or threatened, then our body reacts and we're able to run from a, a threatening situation, right? Or combat. Mm -hmm. An example would be like if we were camping mm -hmm. and we saw a bear. Mm -hmm. So if we saw a bear, we don't have time to kind of plan how we're going to take this bear down. Mm -hmm. We just have to react. Or another example would be if we're playing in the front yard and a car comes and you see our daughter dash out in front of a car, you react right away, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or a real situation was when you saw our daughter 
drowning, mm -hmm. right? She was going underneath the water and she doesn't know how to swim. And so you jumped in and you were able to save her. During that time, you're not able to stop and think, hmm, okay, so let's come up with a plan. How are we gonna combat this? How are we gonna save our, our loved one, right? Mm -hmm. We just do it, we react. So you could see in the way God created us, it just, it's life-saving. Yeah, it's adapt yeah, it allows us to adapt in a good way and, and it saves lives, it's life-saving. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> what happens is when you're faced with toxic stress, or adverse childhood experiences, and that response system is activated over and over and over again, what happens is no longer life-saving, but actually health-damaging. Yeah, life-threatening. And so our bodies are not designed to go through that over and over again. And what happens is if you had those adverse childhood experiences, you can experience triggers within the marriage. Mm -hmm. And the way this looks is oftentimes where after perhaps a heated discussion, you look back and you may think, oh my gosh, why did I react that way? Mm -hmm. Or on the other hand, my spouse may say, oh my gosh, why did she react that way? Mm -hmm. And so in relationships, what happens is just because we are taking out of our family, does not mean that, that means that we're completely healed. Mm -hmm. So we bring those wounds and our bodies remember what that trauma was. Mm -hmm. And when we're triggered, even though it's different circumstances, so for just an example, if my dad was, a, was an abuser, my dad is no longer in our relationship, yet if there is an experience that triggers something that I feel unsafe, I may react just as he's in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it takes us back to whatever we were, you know, it goes back to the eight-year-old version of me, right, that was going through that, that experience at that point without even thinking about it. You Correct. Know? You know, we told you guys in the comparison episode, right, not to keep score, but your body does. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, you know, part of the reason why we wanted to bring this to your awareness is just because we off, it is the elephant in the living room. Mm -hmm. It's the multiple elephants in the living room, right? That we don't even, you know, why was the family of origins discussion so important? Because you don't mean to come in there and disrupt your family or to bring in this certain experience that you didn't never, you never dealt with or you didn't realize affected you in the way that it does, but you do bring it into the, into the family, into the marriage, into the relationship. Or even for those of you that may be out there and you're not in a married situation, maybe you have a hard time in, in committed relationships mm -hmm. and you have no idea why. Right, mm -hmm. you keep thinking it's the other person's problem, mm -hmm. right, or the other ten people's problem that you, you know, somehow have gone through the cycle, and this is like knowledge that allows us to actually go through the healing process to name it, and tame it, That's and right. address it, and fix mm -hmm. it um, as best you can, right, mm -hmm. through all the channels, mm -hmm. right, through the, the there's the medical side of this, there's the mental health side of it, there's the spiritual aspect of it, which we believe is absolutely the most critical. Because as Nicole started with this, it's like our faith, our church, our God teaches exactly what we need. If you want the blueprint mm -hmm. to how to avoid the abuse, neglect, and household dysfunction, live out your faithfulness as a child of God and live it out 
in your role. Mm -hmm. So that's going to look different for each of us as husbands, as fathers, as wives, and as mothers. That looks different. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so it's interesting because sometimes <clears throat> I hear I'm, some of the reasons why people don't follow the church is, well, there's so much rules. Yeah. And I just think, oh my goodness, there are ways, I don't know if you look at them as rules or ways of conduct, ways that we should behave, ways that we should treat one another. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, but I've lived a life without religion and people doing what they want and what they feel like doing. And it brought so much heartache. Mm -hmm. And so with my family, I wanted to have something different. I wanted a different outcome for my children. Yeah. And praise be to God, God has, he brings these holy people in your life mm -hmm. that help guide you. Because mm -hmm. for me, I had no idea, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember in my journey when I, so speaking to the conversion, knowing that there wasn't something, something wasn't right. And so I actually sought God at a young age. Yeah. And unfortunately, it wasn't encouraged in my family. In fact, it was more dismissed. And so it wasn't until I felt like I had the freedom to choose was when I was in graduate school. And I came to a point where I felt like, well, you know, I've always taken care of myself health-wise, been involved in a, been in, in a gym and had a gym membership, I think, since I was like 20. And then, um, which I'm now 25, so I guess it's not that long ago. But <laughs> anyway, so I always took care of my, my health. And then I was in graduate school, so intellectually I felt like I was on the right path, mm -hmm. but spiritually I felt like I was dead. And I wanted to offer more for my, to my family, but I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. And so I started seeking at that time, um, like actively seeking a church and went to various churches. And it wasn't until I went to the Catholic church, it was like, oh. Mm -hmm. And so really feeling Jesus' presence there and fell in love with Jesus. And then it was like game over. It changed me. Um, inside and out, and I'm so grateful for that because I think that my outcome really, based on what I've endured, would have been a lot of poor health outcomes. Um, praise be to, to God. To say the least. Yeah. Yeah, praise be to God. I have coping strategies that I use, a lot of healing, because I believe that God is the, he's the healer, right? Mm -hmm. Not to dismiss what other people can do. Um, God uses other people as well. So, <laughs> Again, there might be a you know a doctor, a counselor um, that might be part of your healing process. In my experience, it was my it was my church, it was God, it was um, certain people He brought into my life, and that I'm super thankful for. People who are willing to wrestle with you know kind of the mindset that I had coming <coughs> from, um, and being able to understand God's teaching. Yeah, I want to, uh, you know, comment on, you mentioned something about we, we used to be of a certain mindset, mm -hmm. you know, and going back to the wisdom of the church, you know, people will see us now and, and think, uh, who knows what they think, but the, the point is, it's really, it'd be really easy to assume that we've always been this way. Mm -hmm. But as Nicole said, we've been, um, I mean, we scored high on the A study, mm -hmm. high, mm -hmm. higher than just the four plus. And so, and mind you, there's a 20 year life expectancy uh, uh, difference between, so less. We would have been, we're on, we were on the path yes. to living 20 years less than the average person because- Now of, we can still, who knows? Yeah, yeah, we're not there yet. Um, and that's for you to decide. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, 
I mean, it is, anyway. Uh, Emu, can we talk after, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever you will, Lord. Uh, but, I mean, just to, we were headed down that path. We lived, we, we, we know what marriage and life is outside of the church. We know about the cultural and the worldly mentality. Yeah, all the folks that fight against the church's teachings, like, you know, um, let's take the big ones, right? The, the, the teaching on contraception, the teaching on um, homosexuality and marriage. I think it's basically the teaching in terms of how you, how you treat a person as a child of God. Well, we, we teach that, but I think people will, will, will fight the church on these very other teachings that are rooted in that. So not understanding that why is marriage intended to be between a man and a woman? Not understanding the unification of the two, the, the, the life-giving aspect of marriage between a man and a woman. Um, not understanding that contraception is wrong, right? That, that's, that when you put a block and you contracept life out of the life-giving marital embrace, that you now objectify one another, which is rooted in the dignity in the, of the human person. Correct. But, but, but people aren't saying, well, I disagree with you being dignified human beings. No, people are arguing against specific teachings of the church. Well, I think about more importantly, their <clears throat> sexuality. Well, yeah, so anything that has to do with the sexuality and the morality correct. of how we live. Nobody wants to be told what to do. And yet, yet the ACE study, and this is why it was important to say is the ACE study has nothing to do with faith. Right. But the remedy is faith. Right, because it focuses on the dignity of the human person, the fact that we, the reality of us being beloved children of God, and the fact that there's a focus on strengthening the domestic church, specifically with marriage and the family, which is the domestic church. So the the roles that we play as husbands and wives as battle partners that we've told you in previous episodes, right, to to strengthen ourselves and to respect one another and lead each other to heaven. Are you saying that? Uh, the church is, so you're saying the church is the remedy to the outcome of adverse childhood experiences? I think it's a prevention. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I think it's a remedy to say, all right, of course, there's two thirds of us, right? 67% of us that have experienced at least one ACE, some of us more than others. Um, that includes us too in this room. What I'm, of course, there's, again, the medical side and the mental health side to go through the healing process. But I'm saying if you want to prevent, so for instance, through conversion, specifically yours, to get to mine, right? And it shouldn't happen that way, but in this case, it did. Um, what what have we changed now for the the health outcomes for our children? Right. Where do they 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 land on that A score? Nowhere near where we were. Right. Are they even part of the sixty seven percent? Right. That's well. Yeah. So, which thanks be to God, yeah. since our conversion. I mean, there is they have an experience. Praise God for that. Now, I'm not, if you have, there still is healing. Yeah. I guess the point of, the, of this is that if we lived out our faith as we were asked to, mm -hmm. in terms of the morality, the sexuality, you name it, mm -hmm. would prevent, I mean, you wouldn't, your children wouldn't have to go through an inverse childhood experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, knowing our roles, right? Uh, you know, so let's just, for an example, mm -hmm. right? Let's provide some of the, for examples, right? Mm -hmm. So if we realize that in our parenthood, mm -hmm. that we image the love and mercy of God, mm -hmm. the abuse and neglect wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't physically and emotionally abuse your spouse or your children, mm -hmm. specifically, right? You wouldn't sexually abuse them. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't emotionally or physically neglect them because you are caring for them as gifts from God. Right. Right. You also, again, probably the only one I think is the outlier in all of the household dysfunction is mental illness. 
because some of it is um, genetic. Which it's really interesting though because it also speaks to the environment has a as a role to play. Mm -hmm. And so if I had a a lot of research will suggest that if you have a calm environment, then um, you wouldn't experience the symptoms as you would if it mm. was sometimes that'll trigger, right? Right. So yeah. again, how <clears throat> we interact with one another. Now, I recognize that some people are trying to live out a faith-filled family, mm -hmm. and yet there is chaos in the family, mm -hmm. right? And so that's real important to, I believe, is really study scripture and the teachings of the church mm -hmm. and staying close to the sacraments so that way you can love as we're, you we're intended to love. Yeah, I mean, you can't give what you don't have. And, mm -hmm. I, and I think that's the other part of this that you, I mean, the world is a crazy place right now. There's so much going on. And uh, I, I mean, I don't, uh, to be disconnected from it, it it's, it's not a issue for me. Like, I think we just stay rooted in Christ and we, you know, we have a daily prayer life where we're, we're reading scripture daily, we're meditating daily on sacred tradition and sacred scriptures, we're reading about the lives of the saints, we're trying to go in, grow in sanctity and virtue versus allowing the stuff that's happening out there, which is really outside of our control, mm -hmm. majority of it, mm -hmm. to affect our interior peace. And we, you've been hearing us talk about that. Uh, mm -hmm. Those of you who are, you know, watch PBK, me, me and the boys, we're talking about that. We're like striving to, right, um, obtain and become, be a, at, a, at peace with Christ the victor in all of this. And I think, you know, as, to, so back to Nicole's point, we realize that there are some of you that are trying, but not everybody in that house is trying. And so what we're trying to encourage, especially you couples out there, is you have every bit of uh, input and influence on the out health outcomes and essentially spiritual outcomes, mental health outcomes of your children that are in your care today. If you're willing to go there if you're willing to sacrifice, if you're willing to seek your own healing and, and, and really to do this the way that God intended for us to do it, and realize that even if you did it in the best case scenario, that there's this thing called free will, mm -hmm. right? So even for those of your parents out there, and we know several parents out there who have done uh, a good job to try to raise their kids in the faith and their kids chose otherwise. That's the reality, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, that, that's just, God gives that free will. He doesn't force it on us, his love. Um, and we have the free will to choose it or to leave it as is mm -hmm. and to, or to refuse it and reject it outright. Mm -hmm. We don't encourage that. And, you know, again, we know life outside of the church and outside of faith. And so we just say, hey, you know, there's a better way. Mm -hmm. If you want to be part of the prevention, if you want to be part of the changing of the culture, breaking of the cycles in your own life. Again, we're speaking to 67% of you out there that have gone through something. Um, and even for those of you that are not in that, that camp, keep in mind that you still are part of the answer, right? Is that you have, to be, you have to be prayerful, you have to be faithful. And we're all in this together and God hasn't abandoned us. And he's also given us the blueprint. That's right. Yeah, um, I was just gonna say too, when you know, I, I think about families who are really trying to live out the, the teachings of the faith, and it's um, the abuse comes from maybe another family member. It's typically, for an example, sexual abuse in particular is, mm -hmm. is done by somebody who's known. Mm -hmm. and, and so, and those are very difficult situations. And 
there is, you know, there's healing for those families. And then also I want you to speak to the reality that when you're in a different uh, relationship and you're, you're building trust and safety, what happens is the wounds and the hurts will start to emerge and you may act it out. Mm-hmm. If the spouse reacts or the child, um, you say the, the child acts out, and the spouse or the parent reacts in a healthy manner, you actually have the power to undo the, the biological effects. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's actually healing that can take place mm-hmm. if you respond in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So there's a times where, like, again, we go back to the, you know, maybe a heightened discussion, and then it's like, oh, my goodness, why are they reacting that way? And the person who's, you know, maybe overreacted says, oh, my goodness, where is this coming from? As long as that person had reacted in a, in a positive way, you can actually heal that person, which is which is great. So then, how do you do that? Well, that's what we're going to talk about in our next. Yeah, episode. we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about the practicalities. How do we move forward, right? So this is the elephant in the in the living room. We're talking about right to be able to understand what has affected us. Um, you know, we talked about, hopefully you went home and did your homework on the family of origins. You had some discussions there. And, you know, after this episode, we asked that you do the same thing. Go through, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes uh, as far as, you know, a, a short video clip, a little TED Talk from uh, Dr. Nadine Burke-Harris on, on ACEs. And to actually go through the 10 and talk about it as a couple. Maybe you're, or talk about it with somebody close to you and say, you know, ha- have I experienced these and, and to what degree? And just use it as a, as a tool of dialogue. And then start to prayerfully consider the ways to heal from that. So the next episode, we'll be talking about practical steps on actually what we can do to move forward in a positive, healthy way. So grab your glass and let's, uh, you know, again, we are so happy to be Catholic. We're so blessed that God loves us that much. And so we just ask that you continue to um, live out your faith, seek truth. um, Continue to pray for us and we'll continue to pray for you. But cheers, cheers to Holy Mother Church and her wisdom. And we'll see you on the next episodes. Until then, may God bless you and keep you always.